BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need, or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. There's a couple of things we need to get off our chest before we get started. First of all, where the hell is Jim? Jim is at like the Ritz-Carlton, San Diego. Where is Jim? Uh, I'm drinking. I, I need to drink tonight, Jim. I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, I, I can't. I have Dude, to drink. And I don't typically hell, drink, man. but I got a full mango cart. If you're drinking, uh, let us know what you're drinking. Um, so, okay, first of all, let's let's start with this. Padres lose 5-3. Thanks, Ben. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, here. Yeah, Ben showed up. And Jim as well. So, Jim, first of all, before we get into this, and there's so much to get into, and I'm going to freak out um, about the way this team played tonight. Where are you? And who's barking? <laughs> I am at Day Girl's house. Yeah. Jim is at Day Girl's house. That's yes. dedication. This is dedication. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I got to go do a wrap-up show right now. So that's what happened. Well, I give I you credit for that. Yes, yes. I'm not, not uh, soft, as everyone's saying in the chat right now. Well, first of all, we thank Ben Fadden for filling in admirably last night. <laughs> now, I believe Jim is going to go solo or even potentially with Ben tomorrow night because I got to pick up my mom from the airport. We'll see if it's a date night for Jim. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's get into this. As you make your way into the chat, like we always say, please subscribe. If you're a Padres fan, that's all we ask. Please subscribe. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you want to make sure we see your comment, there will be a million tonight. Please, you can uh, use that super function by hitting the dollar sign down below. It's a great way to support this channel. Make sure we see your comment and interact with it as well. We have a brand new uh, membership as well. You can click join next to the subscribe button, become a member, get custom emojis, badges, members-only content as well. Over the course of 162, Jim, we say this every single night, that there will be bad losses. There will be bad games. The way this unraveled, and I know you were in and out, but we caught up and you've seen all of it and you've watched back what transpired here tonight. 
this was as sloppy of a loss as you can have, and there is no close second. I do give Bob Melvin credit post game for saying the responsibility is on me. You never heard it once from Jace Tingler, and it's not Bob Melvin's responsibility. He's taking the sword for his team's lack of play or good play here tonight. But this is just this is some inexcusable double A and A ball stuff that happened here tonight. And this is the big leagues, and they don't win in Denver regardless. And they just they they, they took themselves out of the game with their play. Well, that's the thing, like. They've gotten so sloppy over the last, what, month, month and a yep. half? Yep. Like, really sloppy. And they started out the year on, like, a 25-game errorless streak. Remember that? Everyone's like, oh, my God, this team isn't recorded an error in how many games? Mm-hmm. So the sloppiness of the team, you're absolutely right. It's unacceptable. And it's good that Bob Melvin is actually – is like, that's on me. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't hear past managers – probably taking that accountability but the sloppiness 100 you're right is costing this team baseball games like not just oh we didn't couldn't score a run here because we were sloppy or we gave up a run here like no, no no what you're doing as a team is costing you potential wins and with the way you're playing baseball right now uh you can't do that you can't do it, and I just pulled up that Rich McGuire comment. We're going to get to all these supers, but here's the thing. I mean, there was no chance in the free world's history that that runner, Ruiz, was sent to third with two outs and the potential go-ahead or winning run at the plate in Hassan Kim. That's obviously a straight steal. He obviously has a green light. He no longer will, by the way, have unlimited green light. I mean, here's the thing. You can have an unlimited green light. You still have to use common sense. Do we know Do do we know if that was uh... – uh, his uh, Ruiz thing, yeah. or was Melvin it? Melvin said it wasn't. I mean, there, there's there's Jim. I mean, a okay. Melvin said. I just saw Rich McGuire said Melvin said that he wasn't. He didn't send him, so the runner went on his own. But <sighs> I, there's no there's no scenario where any coach in baseball would ever send a runner in that spot. What's third base worth to Estuary Ruiz trailing by two runs? The guy can fly. If there's yeah. a base hit, you're going to score. And if it's an infield hit, who cares? The bases are loaded. You score that run, you're still trailing five four. It was a terrible decision. He had a very good night, by the way. He had two hits in his big league debut. Great but night. RBI. Me, yeah. The, the story, though, is that. I mean, it's like, that is nonsensical. And by the way, that's a bad look. I hate to say, you know, I'm not even going to say what I'm going to say. That's, I'm going to say it. That's say it. a bad look for player development. When you have a guy that's been in the minor leagues for the better part of the last yep. five years, you got to know circumstance. And that's just to run out of an inning there is completely, completely egregious and inexcusable let's get to these supers uh as jim is hanging out from date girl's house okay she wants to be known <laughs> as date girl uh kristen i'm being told yeah. all right so jared thank you for the for super the time, thank you for guys the time being yes for the time being yeah for the time yeah. being uh kristen just said oh my god uh jared thank you for the yeah. super thank you guys for the supers great way to support this channel we'll get to all of the supers tonight he says are we finally going to say that grisham has lost any rights to start at this point he brings nothing to the table jim we talked about it beforehand he didn't start this game. He came out as a defensive replacement and dropped a ball that cost them a run. It just feels like, and I saw someone tweet this at me, and I agree with it. It's like he's mentally lost. Just not the same player he was two years ago. Something's, something's up. I don't know what it is. And the last, what, like 162 games, he is a 200 hitter. Mm-hmm. His defense has regressed so much since 2020 like it's night and day guy won a gold glove in 2020 and now he's dropping baseballs in the outfield like crazy what are we doing here and i do think a big part of ruiz coming up is because of the play of grisham 
right? It has to be. If Grisham was actually performing or doing anything, yeah, I agree. we mm -hmm. probably wouldn't see Ruiz. And this was a situation where they needed something better than Grisham, what he was giving this team. And, you know, they had to try Ruiz. And I thought Ruiz had a good night, but you're right. The steal kind of yeah. just just takes over everything is, uh, you know, he, he doesn't matter. Like the one thing he's going to think about tonight is not his first big league hit. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be that caught stealing at third, making the last out, which is like, you never are supposed to do that, especially in late ending situations where runs are so premium, even though it's course field, things can happen in like two seconds there. You can score seven runs in a half inning and it's like, Oh, okay. Cause it's course field, but still the way this team is where they can't score runs. And you even saw in the beginning of the game, Runner at, runners at first and third with one out, and they don't score. Yep, like, great point. Hey, can we get a can we get a hit with runners in scoring position, please? One time, anybody, please. It's a good no. point. Even in the second inning, they had a um, I think it was a Hassan Kim double to take a one nothing lead, but then second and third two outs for Jake Cronenworth, he grounded out. I want to say they had leadoff runners on in six of nine innings, Jim. Six of nine innings, leadoff runners at Coors, and they scored just three runs. In this game. So, Jared, thank you for the super. I want to get to this. I believe this is – is this a sticker, 20-piece McNugget? If you meant to put a comment in, 20 please, comment, <laughs> please comment down below. We'll get your comment. You don't have to use another super. But thank you for your support of this channel, 20-piece McNugget, which sounds pretty good right now with my beer. That's a great um, name. Let's see. 20-piece McNugget has commented a few times since he sent that super. So maybe ask a question? Yeah, 20-piece, comment again down below, and we'll get to it when we see it here down yeah. below. I want to get back to Jared. Uh, thank you, Jared. I think Jim has done that. Yeah. Um, we've blocked or banned or put in timeout. Oceanside Boy 760. I don't know what he was saying, but sorry, Chad. It was just like a – he was just spamming the chat. Um, okay, let me get to this from Anthony. Thank you guys uh, again for hanging out with us as you make your way in. Please subscribe. That's all we ask of Padres fans. Please smash that like button. For us as well, there's a lot to get into tonight. Uh, Jim, you don't have to stick around, by the way, for the entirety. Um, but we appreciate you hanging out here tonight. Bro, this is dedication. It is. Everyone, everyone's it saying is. I'm soft, and this is not soft. It, it's all good. We can always we can always call on in, uh, Ben. Yeah, yeah per perfect. Hey, Ben, hop on in. Hey, Ben, what are you doing uh, tomorrow from 3 to 6? I'm kidding. Uh, Anthony Steiner with the Super. Anthony, thank you for your membership and for the Super Chat and for your support of the channel. He says, if Ruiz would have pulled – uh, would have pulls pulled his like oh, Manny man. swim. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Let him run. Okay, you're saying if he would have had a better slide, Anthony. And listen, I I understand it. I understand the sentiment. The guy can flat out fly. He has game changing speed. No question. No question. He will impact Padres games in a positive manner. And there's going to be times you're pleased with him having the green light. There's no question. There's no question. In this circumstance, I do not care if he was safe or out. You cannot run there. In fact, when he was ruled safe, I tweeted out, what the hell is he doing? Because you can't jeopardize an inning like that. And That's it's not, not just an adage. Right. Like you said, it's not just first or third out. You're trailing by two. You have the go-ahead run at the plate. Ruiz means nothing, theoretically. I mean, I know you have a ninth inning, but Ruiz can score all he wants. You're still trailing 5-4. It's better to be safe in that spot 100 out of 100 times and ultimately it's just a mistake to run there they will let him run he clearly had the green light that's why he ran but that was just a bad time to run it's it's not the moment to pick like you got to pick your spots and when you're late in the game eighth inning down by two two outs 
there is no upside to you nope. trying to steal third because you're down by two. So you're right. That run, I mean, it, it means something, but not it as good. Not as much as the runner on first. It's and not as much play. as the out. What's more important, the out or the run when you trail by two? The out. Yeah. You gotta you gotta yeah. keep that out available. Right. And you're dude, if there's a if there's a blue pit, you're gonna score because you're fast. If there's a line drive, he's gonna score, right? Yeah, with two outs to get in that position, what it, it made no sense for him to steal that or try to steal that bag. Like none mm-hmm. whatsoever. Because if there was less than two outs, then you could see why trying to get a sack fly. But even then, you're still down by a run. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I think the Voight, the Voight thing was more it's just egregious. This is ridiculous. I, I mean, I would, he I knew he the, was wrong. Right. He was just like, what am I doing? And, like, did you hear, you hear Mud it, it, as soon as he got called out? He's like, he like sighed, like, oh. Yeah. Because he knew, like, what are you doing? What a are you fly doing? ball to left and you try to, you try to take third? <laughs> Like what? Who are you, Jorge Alfaro? You know, you're not Jorge Alfaro. <laughs> Whoever are you, Fernando? You're not Fernando Tatis Jr. You know, you know what? Maybe Ruiz can run there because of his speed. I still wouldn't love it. I'm not in love with it because third base is inconsequential. The outs are more important than the bases. The when you only trail. person that can do things on the base path that make zero sense but end up working is Fernando Tatis. Basically, yeah. he's the only person that can do that stuff. And guess what? He's not playing right now, so no one should try it. I see some people saying in the chat, you look fresh tonight. Got a nice, what, what color t-shirt is that, by the way? Is that kind of like a tan? It's a, uh, it's a gray t-shirt, John. You look, yeah, you're looking nice, yeah. man. Oh, appreciate uh, that. Alex, thank you for the super. We're going to tell you about Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance coming up in a moment. Our title sponsor, Alex says, uh, this team is never balanced. It's either this team is offense and no pitching or no pitching and offense. It's never balanced. Um just in general, or you're saying this year, it kind of feels like that a little bit this year. They've had some offensive moments. I mean, the pitching's carried the way this year, right? They've been let down by their offense this year. Mm-hmm. The uh, this it's 100% the offense, and you know, bullpen is is a, is a close second, but the offense far and away is the biggest problem with this team. No doubt. Um, I just want to get to this and thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for, you know, just the chats and the support and the su- subscriptions and the memberships and the supers. So Phil says it was supposed to be a double steal. Grisham was halfway to second. Ruiz wasn't running by himself. I think Grisham was running because once Ruiz ran in the throw into third, he's got a free second base if he wants it. And if he that- didn't take it, that's kind of on him. But this was not a this was not a double steal. This was Ruiz running. I mean, Bob Melvin said it was not a double steal. There's no way, Bob. There's just no way. It doesn't no. make sense. Now, would you prefer to have second and third there trailing by two? Of course you would, but you can't risk the final out of the inning to do that. You just can't you can't do it. Yeah. It's 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 inexcusable. And you know damn well the second he got into that dugout, oh my he God. got chewed out 100 percent even before, dude, even before the replay was official, he had run into the dugout because he was looking on the video board and he knew he was out. Yep. yep. Um, and he's like, oh, shit. That is a lonely, lonely feeling. And again, I'm not saying Ruiz isn't the reason why they lost. Voight isn't the reason why they lost. Even Grisham's playing center isn't the reason why they lost. Add them all up. You're not winning, though. But when you give, <laughs> when you give outs away, right, in the dumbest ways possible, those will come to back to bite you in the ass. More more times than not, like you're gonna be like, we just give away what's his name? 
Like that's inexcusable. And you're right that the sloppiness uh, goes on the coaching staff. It goes on Bob Melvin and it goes on the players for being stupid. Like the Just stuff stupidity. they did tonight was flat out stupidity. You can't, you can't argue. You can't try to reason with me and you can't try yeah. to tell me why you did it and how it tried, how it made sense yep. to you. hundred percent, Jim, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I, I want to pull up. It was a good, I, I didn't realize this one. Is this, is this confirmed? Was Kim three and one? Okay, so think about that. Kim's in the batter's box, the inning ends. Then he's facing Daniel Barr in the ninth, trailing by two. So are you telling me that the pitch that was taken that then was thrown down to third for the final out would have had the count three balls and one strike on Kim? That makes it even more egregious. It wasn't 0-2 on really Kim. Night too. He had two doubles in his first two at-bats and nearly homered in the first inning. It was a really bad circumstance and a really bad inning for the Padres let's get to Mark Nimitz and then we'll get to some of these supers and we'll get to all of your comments here tonight as the Padres lose to the Rockies in Denver they've lost 11 of 12 in Denver including tonight 5-3 Mark Nimitz is our title sponsor if you have auto home renters life or earthquake insurance needs he can save you $750 on your insurance $750 just by switching also if you have an electric vehicle by chance he can help save you even more money as well I have my homeowners and my earthquake through Mark we just recently had a claim here in my home. He saved me thousands of dollars. He made the process simple and easy. I have Mark to thank for that. Uh, he's a huge Padres fan. I can only imagine what's going through his mind right now. He's on vacation in Hawaii. I'm sure he's with his family. And he's looking at this box score, and he's looking at Twitter, and he's like, what on earth happened tonight? But he's a huge Padres fan. He's a San Diegan. There's a link down below for Mark's website. You can get a quote online. You can get all of his contact information. But a San Diegan that's a Padres fan that supports this channel. If you have insurance needs and you support this channel and you want to support a local business, please get in contact with our buddy, Mark Nimitz. Yeah. All uh, Mark's information is always above my head. And Nimitz at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to him, let him know that uh, John and Jim from the wrap up show sent you. All right. So thank you again to Mark. I know some supers have rolled in here. So let me get to those beginning with this one. Our member, Jared, thank you for your membership and the super. Thank you, Jared. Uh, so Jared says, Grisham, Void Hosmer, days numbered, I hope. I don't know what Grisham's really doing here. I feel bad saying that. I almost feel bad for him, Jim. I'm not kidding. When I watch the way he's playing right now, Voight, that's going to take some type of upgrade, you know, from, from A.J. Preller, but he just acquired him. And then Hosmer, it's like, what'd you say today? He's the immovable object. He is. He is. Eric Hosmer is the immovable object on this team. You can't trade him. You can't play him. He just, there's nothing to it. Like, think about this. Albert freaking Fat Pujols has as many home runs as Eric Hosmer does this year. That's Incredible. crazy. How about this? How about this? I got another staff for you that's going to blow your freaking mind. Okay? Okay, I'm ready. More yeah. than it's ever been blown. Really? That's not okay. what she said. She did not say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to say this is right. Someone fact check me on this. Jorge Mateo. Yep, I'm going there. Has more home runs than Eric Hosmer. And like leads baseball in steals, I think. What? Is that accurate? I said it. I, I feel Hold like on, I, I flipped through that. Can you look that up? Yeah. Just type in Jorge Mateo. I mean, they've won nine straight. I know. How does They're team like in baseball? out of a wild card. Amazing. Is that Jorge right? Mateo, Jorge Mateo has seven home runs. Well, that's more than 
I mean, I can't even start with Hosmer right now because there's so many other places to go. Should I leave? Because Hector's ready to just <laughs> he thinks I'm an idiot. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. From here's the deal, Hector. If you do it, what do you, Jim's I'm, out, and you can I'm enjoy out. your night. Yeah. If you don't do it, Jim's here, and it's so it's a win-win for the viewers. We either get the super from Hector, or we get Jim for the next forty minutes, or like twenty. Or like 20. Yeah. Jim's got, yeah. Jim doesn't have to be here for the full, um, for the full hour. Where are we, <laughs> by the way? Uh, where are we? Because I have a ton of notes actually written down about this game. This is a Rockies team. So you get beat by Charlie Blackman, who's killed the Padres for his entire career. Okay. Shocker, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. You don't want to face him, but there's two on. Okay. You hate to get beat by Blackman. I absolutely hate it. I keep saying, okay, okay, okay. This is a Rockies team that's not playing C.J. Crone and doesn't have Chris Bryant. And Charlie Blackman is the one to Dude, do you like win. like I told you, I would have taken just one win in the next three games. Split, get out. With how they play in Colorado, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know how long it, it took? Ten, 10 freaking games to get at least one win. And that was yesterday. And it actually got way closer than it should have been. And then today was a disaster. So you tell me you get a split in Colorado with the way they play there? Uh, yeah, I'm taking that. Well, yeah, you're 100% right now. I mean, after they lose today, if you get one of the next two. Right. What's that? I said, I know I'm right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, <laughs> you, you because they don't play well there. They just don't no. play well there. But to get beat by Blackman when he's really the only serious threat in that lineup, and I know it's Denver and things get weird and there's other guys that can homer there. We all know that. Anyone can homer in Denver. But it just sucks when they're not playing their best players like Chris Bryant and C.J. Crone. And, you know, Charlie Blackman's been okay, but he actually hasn't been great, Jim. He's got an under 800 OPS, and he plays in Denver. So he's been okay. It's like 790. He's been okay, but he has not matter. been typical Charlie Blackman. It doesn't matter how bad or good he has been. He will it's the always rake against the Padres. It's mm-hmm. it's a given. Any Anytime Charlie Blackman plays this team, he will do something. No doubt. That's why when Will Myers goes to the Padre, the Rockies next year, just expect <laughs> Will Myers to go off against the Padres. Um, a couple of other things. Nick Martinez leaves this game, got hit by that comebacker. You know, it wasn't the hardest hit ball. It was a hard hit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've seen good. a lot worse. I mean, that hurt. Um, it but, definitely hurt. Um, yeah. I'd be surprised if he pitches again before the All-Star break, and maybe they use these five days plus the All-Star break to say just stay off it, get healthy, and we'll see after the All-Star break. So hopefully it's not more significant than that. Because all of a sudden, Jim, guys going on 60-day ILs, Martinez getting hit, inning limits coming up with people like uh, pitchers like Gore, potentially. Like all of a sudden, if you're A.J. Preller and you see Nick Martinez unavailable, if you see Mackenzie Gore ineffective, I mean, you're thinking about, do I have enough in my rotation for the second half of the year? Because certainly I'm going to need my rotation as much as any other piece in this team. Like, I can't rely on my offense, can't rely on my bullpen. You are limping your way into the all-star break. Literally now. Yeah, literally and figuratively. And you are still weeks, potentially a month away from Tatis. And your pitching staff is crumbling around you. Your bullpen is a up and down roller coaster all the time. It, it, I mean, treading water right now, I would I would take it. Like if you're if you're five games up at the end of the month, you're like, man, I I guess that's kind of a win. 
Just because no. this, could, this could this thing could fall off a cliff, John. Yes and no, but you have four days off this month for the All Star break. Um, it's already July twelfth. I mean, they, how many you games they have left New this York, month? Fifteen. You go to New York, Detroit, and then you play Minnesota. I believe that's I believe that's right. All right, that's not exactly the craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, Detroit has been good. The Mets have been great. I'm just looking at like the whole totality of the rest of the year. You still play the Dodgers. How many more times? How many times you play? How many twelve times? How many more times you play the Rockies in Colorado? I know they're you go there. And six. They're three and six against the Rockies, so maybe nine more. I know you go to Colorado, like at least for one road trip. In well, September. it's one more. Yeah, one more. Um, the Giants. You've done well against the Giants, but still, mm-hmm. you can't do shit against the division. Um, I did. So there was so many question marks for this team to definitively say right now. Yeah, they're a playoff team. I don't know how you could say that. No, you, you, you can't say that. I mean, I'd be – it would not be good if they were only five games over 500 at the end They're of this month. They're in a month. fight, dude. Like, they are in a fight now when they had an but, opportunity to really put themselves in a position where you are 1,000% going all in at the trade deadline. You have weathered the storm without Tatis, and you've put yourself in the mix to definitely – possibly contend for the division that's like vision gone the cushion you had gone uh the comfortability that you had gone like you are in a fight now with no real like timetable for tatis with a bullpen that's just beat like just beating the hell up right now with sloppy play just all of it's compounding to this is the problem it is. They should still be better than five games over 500 at the end of the month. And by the way, that doesn't guarantee them anything. They could be 10 games over 500 at the end of the month. They were last year, and that didn't guarantee them anything. And they're 50 and 39 right now. They're three and a half games better than the Phillies, which means they're three and a half games clear of a playoff spot right now. But we all know that's nothing, and that can be given up in a week if the Phillies play well and the Padres don't play well. Let's get to the super from Jake. Jake, thank you. Thank you for your support from Phoenix. Uh, Jake says, so sick of this team underperforming. Lidoff double in the first, don't score. Multiple more chances to score until starting pitching falters, then lineup gives up and basically goes down in order the rest of the way. Gross. This was gross. It was, you're right. I mean, when you have a leadoff double in Denver and you can't score, and you have Voight and Alfaro back-to-back and it's strikeout, strikeout, this is happening way too often with the offense. You get a man on to lead off an inning, you don't get him over and you don't get him in. It's just happening way too often. Dude, they left 22 men on base. Through the first seven innings. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. That, that's the LOB through the hitters. That's not actually their left on base. Hold on. They left on nine. They left on nine. Okay. Well. Yeah, you're looking at the left on base by hitter. They left on nine as a team. What were they with runners in scoring position? They nine. were not good. Nah, three for Ooh. ten. They were fine. They were fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. But in Colorado, that's not great. No, nah, it's not. Especially in the first inning when you have like double, uh, what is it? No, you go single. No, it was double. Du- no, double, <laughs> single, or no, double walk. <laughs> I don't know what it was. What, dude, whatever. No, here's the deal. Right. It was, yeah, the Cronenworth. But it's less about hitting with men in scoring position and not situationally hitting with men in scoring position. Just get the guy in, ground out, score they, on. Sack fly, score on. 
they suck. They suck at oh, doing Voigt that. absolutely sucks at it. I mean, he's swinging out of his ass at breaking pitches all over the place. I mean, it's it's really it's tough to watch Luke Voigt. It is. No one. Uh, you think the Yankees are like, man, we made a bad choice when we traded Luke Voigt when they traded him, or they were probably like, whatever. It just has no value. I mean, he doesn't have value for a good team because good teams have players that can DH that are better than Luke Voigt. Right. He's such an all or nothing. I mean, the way he's sw- he has nothing situational about him. Like, put the ball in play, man. Every That's once in a while. I said, I was like, dude, if this guy can get barrel on the ball, it would go 500 feet, and we've seen it. But when he misses, it's not even close. It's not even close. It's not even close. Uh, you mentioned like hit the, the ball Tatis. to the right side or something. I don't know. Yeah, something. Uh, you mentioned the Tatis situation. I mean, the update is there isn't much of one. We joked today on the radio because Kevin Acey had a quick update. He did mention the fact that if all goes well, Tatis could be back in July, not August. I don't know how that's possible because he's not yet swinging a bat, or at least we're not led to believe he's swinging a bat. But uh, Acey did say he'd begin to swing against air when he's cleared. <laughs> so oh, awesome. Whatever that means, we might be getting closer to Fernando Tatis Jr. swinging against air. Real quick before we get to that, uh, yep. Martinez is day to day with a minor ankle sprain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a sprain. That's what Bob Melvin said. Hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch Fernando Tatis swing against air. Do you think <laughs> the air will strike out Tatis, or do you think Tatis is going to rake? I mean, air, as I tweeted earlier, has struggled against right-handed hitting. So that's where that's I feel a like Tatis make there. could get off to a good point. start. Yeah. And yeah. is he going to be yeah. swinging against air in Colorado? So that's like Ooh. light air? No, isn't it like like thick air? Thin air. Oh, thin <laughs> air. Excuse me. I think it's thin. It's probably thin air. Like the thinner the air, the better. And it's like the marine layer air is going to be tough to swing in. Could be. Yeah. They that, need that marine him marine layer is undefeated. They just need him back in the worst way because – I don't but even know what he's going to do. the thing is, like, do. you don't know when he's coming back, dude. I know, but they There's need him back. No clue. Well. Oh, you think? Yeah, I know. Because no, no shit. <laughs> you know, offensively, what was it in their last now eighteen games? They scored three runs tonight. They're, they're scoring less than three runs per game in their last eighteen, hitting like two fifteen as a team. Is that uh, good? look at that? That's not great. Airwich. Airwood shut down the Padres. It has. It has the last couple of days, or today it did. Oh, that's cool. Kevin went to the game. Very cool. Very cool, Kevin. Very, very Thanks nice. for hanging out with us. Air is on Aura. Is on Aura. You, are, you are correct about that. <laughs> oh, my I mean, God. Ruiz, now, Ruiz looked good, except everything's, you know, kind of Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln has the play. He, yeah. Yeah. It's like he looked good until he ran them out of an inning in the eighth inning, and this is not triple anymore. You can't steal 60 bases in the big leagues. It's not happening. I mean, it's just not. And there's a better time to pick up your first big league steal than with two outs in the eighth inning trailing by two runs with the winning run at the plate. Yeah, probably not the best idea to do that. Maybe not the best time. I see uh, Jaime has been asking about this. Um, There's two on in that spot. I mean, it is baseball. You, you You can't just always put him on or always work around. Clevenger had been good until that point, or at least pretty good. I mean, it was a 1-1 game in the sixth inning. Um, but it hurt. There's no question. Three-run home runs. Padres don't hit a lot of those. What's a three-run homer? Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, let's tell you about Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance, our brand new partner here on the Wrap Up Show. Great to have Omar with us here. This summer, he's the new sponsor of the Wrap-Up Show. He's here to help all Padres fans with their mortgages. You can text Omar right now, literally, at uh, 10 o'clock at night on this Tuesday evening. You can also scan that QR code to get to his website. The phone number, as you see, 619-387-7798. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. And if you're looking to buy your dream home, Omar can help. If you're looking to refinance to consolidate your debt, Omar can also help He's a San Diegan that is a massive Padres fan that went to San Diego State, that lives in our community, and you can support Omar and this channel by getting in contact with him for your mortgage needs. If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and would like a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best deal possible, call or text Omar for a free, absolutely free consultation. And if you're a realtor, Omar is looking for local partners as well. If you're a Padres fan that supports this channel, that wants to support a local business, Please get in contact with Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. 619-387-7798. You can text him literally whenever you want. Omar will get back to you for any loan or mortgage needs. He is your guy, local San Diegan. You see that barcode or the uh, QR code, excuse me, top top of the screen there. Just scan that. It will take you to his website, edgehomefinance.com. Again, 619-387-7798. Omar is your guy. Omar, thank you again for your support of this channel. Again, John and Jim with you on the wrap-up show. If you're just making your way in, Padres lose 5-3. All we ask of Padres fans is you subscribe. If you want to make sure we get your comment here tonight, if you want to support this channel, you can hit that super button by clicking the dollar sign down below. If you want to become a member of this channel and get some custom emojis like LFGSD emojis, custom badges as well, and members-only content, you can become a member by clicking the join button next to subscribe down below. And the Padres lose it 5-3. If there's any good news here, uh, Will Myers, I saw him talking Friars, had it earlier. We put it on screen. Will Myers began a rehab assignment today. He may be returning sooner rather than later. Had two hits in Lake Elsinore tonight for the Storm. The thing about Will, though, is like if he's not healthy, he just never he does not perform. Like if there's one little thing wrong with Will, he can't. So hopefully that means okay. Hopefully that thumb's okay, because if it's not, like, what can you really expect from from him when he gets back? I have very low expectations, to be honest, even if he's healthy. <clears throat> and I, I hope I'm wrong. You know, maybe he puts together four or five weeks. We've seen that. He, he definitely is capable hey, of that. John, the, the, the hashtag of this Padres season is hope. <laughs> right? Or what is it? Like, hey. they are, they got what they got, so this is what it yeah. is. It is what it is. They got what they got. Hashtag hope. I am really glad that JD's third came in with the super right now. Thank you for the super. Because this is a really interesting discussion. Now, I disagree, JD, with this sentiment. He says, Bomel is average at best. He's not in control. What top team would let Ruiz happen after Voight fiasco? Can't happen. He makes many questionable moves. So what JD is basically saying is, that there's got to be something coming from the dugout, Jim, to halt all running after you've already made it out in that inning. So well, once you're in that circumstance, first and second, two outs, you need to halt running. Like even if a guy has a green light, all of a sudden now the third base coach needs to say, no, I'm overruling it. There's no movement on the bases regardless of circumstance other than walks and base hits or whatever. 
Now, here's the thing. I would say I'm going to put it more on the players. Not to say Bob Melvin maybe didn't have a perfect night. Maybe there's some accountability with the coaching staff here. Maybe you need to talk to Ruiz prior to this game and be like, yo, listen, it's game one. You're going to have green lights, but go through me on game one. It's your big league debut. You got a lot going on. I'm just going to say this. Voight, in that circumstance, that's his bad decision. Jim, there's a yeah. ball hit to left. He just decides to go. That's he decides all to, on to tag him. up. Exactly. Yeah. It's all on him in the circumstance. Nobody knew that that was what was going to happen. A ball was going to be hit to left. Nobody knew that. And then Ruiz, Ruiz just, he just ran. He, I bet he thought he had third base stolen. He's going to run. Or do you think that he just got a sign mixed up? Because it's no possible. Way. Like, no way. Okay. The reason I say, no, it, I don't mean no way like you're, you're not right. I mean, no way like he, isn't looking to run based on signs, in my opinion, in that spot. He's looking to run because he's run 70 times this year. He was 60 for 69, and he sees it as a free base, is my guess. He thinks he's got a large lead, or he can get a jump, or he's got a read on the catcher, and he can just take it. He's going because he thinks he can take it, and he was sorely mistaken. That That's my guess. Now, could it be some type of mix-up there? I, I guess it could. It's his big league debut. But even if it is a mix-up, you need to ask yourself, why is he giving me the steal sign with two outs in the eighth inning and the winning run at the plate? Like you, I, you almost need you to know, overrule there. I, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. I, there's no explanation for it. Like you can't give me one explanation that makes any sense as to why he did it. And what is the advantage of it? I'm with you. Let's get to one more uh, super. Jim's going to roll. I'm going to hang out with you guys for another 20 minutes. Let's get to the super. We'll uh, continue uh with you here for the next uh, 20 minutes or so this super here from alex thank you alex as always um okay so if joe gets blown up tomorrow is it panic time dude it's not panic time it's just like very concerned time right because you're still two months two and a half months left in the year plus the trade deadline plus tatis gets back i mean you got it at some point, like, you have to keep at least some type of optimism, right? It's mm-hmm. not, it's not full on panic DEFCON one. It's just, I'm very concerned and this is not fun. That's where yeah. I'm at. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I'm, not, I'm very it's concerned. Cons- yeah, I'm concerned too. I am. I am concerned because it just feels like it's very inconsistent it's an imperfect roster they're waiting on way too much oh the bullpen's gonna get healthy oh tatis is gonna get healthy you know and this is exactly the stuff we what happened last year is like hey if the pitching just comes around like just waiting and hoping for things to happen and they never did and that's what you're kind of dealing with this year again is you're just waiting and hoping for things to happen like when tatis gets back like the trade deadline like we're just waiting and hoping for this and that's gonna make things better well if it doesn't work out, then what's plan B after the hoping for that to happen? You know, and, and that that's the part where it feels like last year is that you're constantly waiting and hoping for something. And if that doesn't work out, well, then you're screwed. Stick around for 30 seconds while I go get a second beer and then you can roll. You're going to drink more beer. Yeah, I have um, I had the mango cart, and now I have like a guava cart or something. I've got three different cart. Of course, you have a mango and a guava beer. Yeah, stay, uh, stand by. So John's getting drunk tonight, which is completely out of the ordinary. This game pissed off John so much that he decided he was going to get drunk, and I'm the one that everyone gets mad at. Yeah, exactly. 
Dude. It would be funny to see a drunk John. Honestly. I am too. Uh, John, bro. You're getting called out in the chat. Definitely people are being, they're offended by your beer choice. And that also that you're sipping beer. Well, first of all, I want to say Eric is um, like a, Eric, correct me on the terminology. Aren't you like a beer master? I think so. So he thinks you're a loser. Yeah, I am. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Tre- Trevor <laughs> says, improve your beer selections, John. Dude, first of all, my neighbor literally dropped three off at my garage. Otherwise, I wouldn't have beer here. So we've had mango cart, which, by the way, I do recommend. I think it's a good drink. Give this man a real beer. Fruit and now, beer is the most John thing ever. This I've never had. Melon carts? I mean, what are we doing? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, so Eric is a head brewer. Thanks for hanging out, Eric. Um, melon cart. Jim has more walls now. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Jim, we don't have, we have no idea where Jim is. All right, Jim, you can roll. All right. This was this was I, a disaster. This was a disaster. I got to change the uh, like side walls or whatever here. What do you mean um, side walls? I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. You're drunk. What's no, wrong no, with I've you? I've had like a mango cart. There you go. You have All right, go go enjoy date night. I don't. Bye-bye. All right, guys, Jim's gone. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Again, uh, John with you here on the wrap-up show. Please subscribe if you're a Padres fan. Smash the like button for us if you wouldn't mind. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you want to make sure I get your comment now that Jim is gone, I'm trying to do everything at once. You can use that super. I'll see those by clicking that dollar sign down below. If you want to become a member to support this channel as well, you can do that by clicking the join button down below. Yeah, Eric, that's right. Black Plague in Oceanside, which I've had before and is very good. I picked that up. Forget where I picked that up. Maybe it was a Whole Foods. Is that possible, Eric? I may have picked it up at a Whole Foods at some point in the last couple of months. So, um, yeah. So support Eric. Support Black Plague in Oceanside. Um, in, in terms of this loss, I mean, I, I think it's summarized. There's a lot more than just this, but I'm summarizing it with Grisham's play, Voight and Ruiz's decisions in that eighth inning. Not to say that if those all go right, you win the game. There's no guarantee of that. I'm not saying that they necessarily win the game or they lost because of what happened in those instances but you know at the major league level you got to be cleaner and they were clean that first month of the season you know they were playing really crisp baseball and that's not happening right now they're just not playing crisp baseball Ruiz is going to have a lot more days in front of him he's going to have a lot more opportunities he'll be absolutely fine Um, but you can't give away games in the big leagues not the way this team is playing right now that's how I see it uh, Alex, thank you again for this super. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Again, if you want to weigh in with the super and get your comment on and make sure that I interact with it, you can hit that dollar sign down below. Uh, so Alex says, my dad's a casual Padres fan and done with Grisham. I mean, whether you're a casual Padres fan or you're a hardcore Padres fan or you don't even watch the Padres, it's hard to imagine that Grisham has much longer of a leash right now because it's just not working, whether it's his inability to hit or hit for average, his inability to move men over, or hit situationally. And now the defense has been just perplexing, just unbelievable to go from gold glove caliber to this. Now, he did make a very good play late in this game in the left center field gap where he went up against the wall. He had to go a long way. I have no 
idea how far he went, at least 100 feet. He went at least 30 yards to make that play. So we know he's capable. That's what's frustrating. He's capable of making some excellent defensive plays. That's why he's man center field as often as he's man center field for the Padres. But there are not center fielders in the big leagues making the miscues that he's making right now. It's just not possible, especially with his service time. He hasn't been up for 10 days. He's been up for three, four years at this point. So what are the options? I mean, you could obviously hurt his confidence by sending him down, but it's not about that. I mean, they're in the position where they need to find ways to win. I don't know if they have enough in their outfield where they can send him down because Ruiz is obviously just a pup, at least at the big league level. Profar is hurt because of the concussion. Um, you know, Rooker just went down. Myers isn't here. They just don't have a lot of outfield. They just don't have a lot of outfielders. And it's like, if you were a better team, he'd probably be in AAA. But with this outfield, it's almost like they need him, which is hard to say. I mean, I don't know how you need a player that's hurting you. But right now, Trent Grisham is hurting this team. And it's tough. To, I'm not saying that it's time to give up on him forever. But in the short term, Ruiz needs to get the lion's share of opportunity. Maybe Grisham needs to get some additional seasoning in AAA, gain some confidence, hit in the PCL, which is obviously a much better hitter's league than the major leagues. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I really do not know what they're going to do. My guess is AJ Preller is going to try to address it at the deadline and improve his outfield in some form or fashion at the deadline. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it or not. Um, so thank you, Alex, again for that super. I see this from, uh, is it Chew or Chewy? Uh, Chewy, thanks for commenting in the chat here tonight. He says, Bo Mel needs to be accountable at this point. Well, Melvin actually did take accountability tonight after the game and said, the responsibility is on me. And he said that, you know, he did not give the signal from the bench for the steal there to end the eighth inning, but he said, ultimately it's my responsibility. And he did take responsibility. That's something we never heard. Maybe we heard it very rarely from Jace Tingler. I, I literally do not recall him taking accountability at any point during his two years as manager. And M Bob Melvin has done that a couple of times here during this slide where the Padres have not played as well over the last month of the season. Um, I don't really put this, play on Bob Melvin. I put it more on the players in the front office than I would on Melvin. And let me explain. So obviously Melvin isn't in, in, uh, in charge of his roster. That's AJ Preller's responsibility. Obviously AJ Preller isn't responsible for injuries, nor is Bob Melvin, but Preller knew this team, especially offensively lacked depth. And that's become abundantly clear over the course of the year where you lose someone like Hassan Kim and you're behind the eight ball and you can't score, or you lose someone like Jerkson Profar, who's had a nice year, but he's not this all-world player. He's not all-star caliber. He hasn't been one of the top producing outfielders in baseball offensively. He's been solid for this team. But you lose a player like Profar Kim, and you don't have a replacement-level player available to you. Now, we'll see. Maybe Ruiz is that guy. We'll see. But it's like this, to me, the way this team is playing right now, um, you know, blown late leads, bullpen inconsistencies, lack of offense, lack of slug, that to me isn't really a manager issue. That to me is a roster issue. Who's responsible for the roster? Not Bob Melvin. If this team ultimately doesn't win, maybe they're just not a good team. But if this team ultimately doesn't win, is it Bob Melvin's fault that they don't win? I mean, who do you put this on? You put this more on Melvin or you put this more on Preller? Comment in the chat. Melvin or Preller? To me, it's not close. Not to say Melvin's been perfect, and he said tonight he's not perfect. And I'm not just going to defend him to the nth degree, I've had some moments this year where I've been critical. I thought he had a poorly managed game within the last couple of weeks. I forget the game, the 6-0 game, when they let 6-0 in Arizona 
and lost 7-6. That was a poorly managed game. Good managers have bad days. I didn't think today was a poorly managed game. I thought it was a poorly played game. Ultimately, the buck stops with him. But, I mean, he'd be like 15th on my list of, of you know, reasons why they lost this game here tonight, if even that high, to be honest with you. Let's see. What else do I have here um, in my notes? Uh, we talked about Tatis, obviously. Uh, we talk, I mean, here, listen, if you want some positives with Ruiz, I mean, Ruiz had a couple of nice pieces of hitting in this game, that single up the box for his first big league hit in his first plate appearance. You know, that's easier said than done, obviously, to get the monkey off your back in that spot. And then he had a big hit in the eighth inning, trailing you know, 5-1 or 5-2, and he goes the other way. Like, that was a big at-bat and a good job by Ruiz to get on base. So there's a lot to like with Estuary Ruiz after one day. And there was just that one... Poor play in my mind. And that happens with rookies and that happens with veteran players. But that was just a bear, a very bad time to have a moment like that occur. And it could have been ultimately the difference for this team uh, between winning and losing. So let's see. I see some comments coming in here on whether you blame Melvin or Preller for the way this team is playing right now. Like Rich, our buddy, says he blames uh, Preller. Yeah, Gus says like even if... AJ goes over the CBT. Is he even going to bring in the right players at the trade deadline? He certainly didn't do that last year with Frazier and Marisnik and Hudson. That didn't work out. Even 2020 didn't really work out either. Uh, Lizzie, good point. I mean, think about that. They literally got to spring training not knowing that Fernando Tatis Jr. was unavailable. He reported and said, I've got wrist pain. And they did either the x-ray or the MRI, and they realized he had a fracture. So... They felt as if they were heading into this year with an MVP caliber player in their lineup that has not appeared and will not appear until the very earliest, the very end of July or the very beginning of August with about 60 games to play in the season. That's a loss. That's a significant loss for Bob Melvin and this team. Um, Sam says Melvin has made some mistakes, but Preller needs to go. Um, Eddie saying that this is Preller's mess. I think most people agree. I mean, I think most people say that this is more on Preller than it is on anyone else. Uh, is there any chance, Ashley, that the Padres move Hosmer? Yes. Is it likely? I don't know if it's likely or not. I mean, I think that the fact that they have not been able to move him over the offseason between this season and, you know, this past offseason, last year at the trade deadline, maybe even prior to that, the offseason before that, Leads you to believe that it's not going to be easy to move him. I mean, can he be moved? I'm sure he can be moved. Is it going to be easy? I don't know. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. If they do move him, um, you know, I think there's a good chance they're upgrading at first base. And if they can acquire a player like Josh Bell, that's a significant change from Hosmer, who lacks slug, to Josh Bell, who's had something like a 900 OPS year, maybe a little better than that. Uh, for the Nats. So I don't know. I mean, if they can move him, that's a big win for AJ Preller. I just don't know what team is going to take on. Eric Hosmer. And even if a team does take on Eric Hosmer, the Padres presumably are, are going to have to eat most, if not all of that contract. Um, so Alex says it's on Preller, but Melvin will be the scapegoat. H here's the thing, Alex. Melvin's not going anywhere if this team doesn't win this year. And I don't know if Preller is either. Hold on, I got to turn around my hat. <laughs> um, Melvin's not going anywhere. I mean, they, they've got one of the top managers in the game. He might not be the best manager in the game. I haven't done enough of the deep dive to see who's managing right now in the big leagues and where he compares, but he's among the better managers in the game. He signed that three-year deal. He goes nowhere. Uh, he'll be given the three years. Even if the wheels fell off this year, he's absolutely returning 
in 2023, or he'll have the opportunity certainly to return in 2023. And shoot, I, a lot of people that cover this team for a living that do the beat reporting around town believe that AJ Peller's job is not in any serious jeopardy in 2022 as he's under contract through 2026. So I would look at it this way, that neither Preller nor Melvin go anywhere, even if this team underperforms in the second half of 2022. Um, Rich saying that Melvin had the quick hook with Clevenger, which was a good move. Yeah, it's hard to go to your bullpen before when they did. I mean, how many pitches had he thrown through five innings? He had gone five innings, one run. I don't think that's a good reason to go to your bullpen in a 1-1 game. It's like you, you got to give him that sixth inning, and Charlie Blackman got him in that sixth inning. All right, so JD says, uh, we seem to give Bowmel tons of passes. If team was winning, he'd get all the credit. Uh, John, that, listen, that's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Um, I definitely give him more passes than I would give a Jace Tingler. I think he's probably earned that for his time as big league manager, whether it's in Oakland or Seattle or Arizona, and he's won a lot more games and had a lot more winning seasons, obviously, than Jace Tingler. But it's it's not for me about giving the manager – free passes it's about recognizing the fact that there is some circumstances at play whether it's the front office with this roster or whether it's the players just not performing and that's not melvin's fault and that's not tingler's fault and that's not andy green's fault that can't be every manager's fault that players underperform we can't blame every manager for a lack of performance from these players at some point the players need to take some level of accountability players can't be fired they're under contract who signs these players we know the answer. Brisk blames Jace. <laughs> well, I'm going to continue going through some of these comments. Again, if you want to make sure I get your comment, you can use that super by clicking that dollar sign down below. Um, as you guys continue to comment and chat here on the wrap-up show tonight, I do want to remind you about Aura, ORA.organic, one of our partners here on the wrap-up show. They've been with us for the better part of the entirety of the wrap-up show. Their co-founder, Will, we were just with him last week. Great guy, huge Padres fan. San Diego has offices in Liberty Station. This company is a great company. You click this Take the Quiz button, you're getting 30% off your very first order. All of their products are entirely plant-based. I'm talking about their probiotics, which I take every single day for digestion and heart health and mental clarity, which I need doing this show every single night. Whether it's proteins, which you can take after workouts, or pre-workout supplements, they have omega-3 oils. If you take fish oils, they have omega-3 oils for you. Uh, they have immunity pills. They have sleep supplements. They literally have something for everyone. There's a link down below. It's ORA.organic. Very easy to get to the site. You can browse their site while you watch the wrap-up show. You can shop, learn all about the products. But again, their co-founders are a huge Padres fan. Like we always say with all of our partners, if you want to support local businesses that support this channel, please support Aura, ORA.organic. There's a link down below. And again, click that, take the quiz button. You'll get 30% off your very first order. All right, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. Jim has bailed. If you're here live or on replay, all we ask is that you do subscribe and smash that like button for us. Uh, let me see what else is going on here in the chat. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. That was a terrible, terrible eighth inning. Yeah, I'm with you, AC Diamonds. Yeah, managers make mistakes. Managers can be second-guessed. Roster construction has nothing to do with the manager. You know, Renee says both. I think that's there's a level of fairness in there. Phil says everyone is so reactionary. You know, Phil, I agree. I, agree. I mean, this team's 50 and 39, and most teams in baseball would trade records with the Padres, right? I mean, 70% of the teams in baseball would trade records right now. 
with the Padres. The reason I don't think this is a reactionary night is because this has been going on for weeks. They're six and twelve in their last eighteen games. I want to say they're nine and fifteen in their last twenty-three. That's poor play. I mean, that's not five hundred play. That's poor play. So yeah, maybe it's reactionary if you know they're six and five over eleven and they've lost consecutive games. They were six and three, but they've lost. But that's not what's happening right now. What's happening is that they're uh, taking out some water in the wild card standings. They've basically given up any chance of winning the division. You would think they're seven and a half games out. Not impossible, but the way they're playing, it's going to take quite the second half. But I don't know if tonight is about being reactionary, but. You know, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Jeremiah blames Preller. YouTube blames Preller. AJ the myth Preller. Um, there's this, you know, this is a knock on Preller, the regression knock with the team. There's this, you know, Preller's signings and trades that put this team right up against the CBT. And this CBT number is not only about, well, does Peter Seidler have the money? We talked about this yesterday. It's not just about Peter Seidler having the money or not having the money. It's about going over the CBT and then costing yourself draft picks moving forward in 2023. Because if the Padres go over the CBT at the end of this year, they will lose two high picks next year in the draft. Their second pick and their sixth pick. I believe I have that right. Either their second and their fifth or their second and their sixth. So there are reasons not to go over the CBT. Now, there's also reasons to go over if you're going to blow over it, like the Dodgers, who are going to go over by 50 or $100 million. So... They're not concerned about the picks. They'd rather make the acquisitions and the trades and the signings and continue to win. And they've won at a very high clip, a clip better than the Padres. Turbo says it is AJ's mess. This is, I would say no. I don't know anything about Josh Stein, but I would say no. Typically when a GM goes, most of the regime falls as well. Not a guarantee uh, that that happens, but I would think you'd bring in a general manager or president of baseball operations from on the outside. That would be my guess. But again, if I was a betting man, I don't think that Preller's going anywhere at the end of this year. Um, a couple of more comments here. Lizzie saying Hosmer's not getting moved because of his connection to Manny. They are a package deal. That's a whole nother conversation. We've had that conversation before. I think Manny respects and appreciates Hosmer. I don't know if at the end of the day, if AJ Preller had a chance to make the move, if he wouldn't because of Manny Machado. I think ultimately, if he can free up some capital and improve his baseball team, I think Manny will understand at the end of the day. But I do understand that sentiment. I've heard it um, previously from others before. Um, like Rich saying, you know, he blames the players for not living up to their potential. Um, yeah, downturns from Grisham and Cronenworth. That Cronenworth again yesterday had a huge game. He really did. He really did. Uh, a couple of more comments here before we roll out on this Tuesday night. Tough night if you're a Padres fan. Really tough night if you're a Padres fan. Not to say that this thing was in the bag. It really wasn't. Um, you know, they weren't scoring, and they had that eighth inning where they rallied, but they ran themselves out of that rally. It's just like, man, you had chances to win this game late, and you, you know, you didn't cash in, not because of anything the Rockies did, but because of self-inflicted wounds. And that's what that's what hurts tonight if you are a, um, a Padres fan. Uh, let's see. What else is going on here in this chat? <laughs> Stop to try. You know, I, I think I will for a second. Hold on. This is still my uh, mango cart. See, it's hard to drink. When you're doing a solo show, it's even hard to drink when you're doing a two-man show. Because you're like trying to do a show. So yeah, thank you. Probably needed that. 
Uh, what else? I mean, is there anything else that I missed out? If you want to comment down below, I'll try to get to two or three comments before we get out of here. Is there anything else that's pressing? You know, they need Joe Musgrove to pitch well tomorrow. And offensively, they need to look more like yesterday than they look today. And they don't have to score 10 runs, but, you know, five would help. Five would definitely help. Quan, cheers to you as well. Yeah, I could use some whiskey tonight. Marco, very cool. A lot of Padres fans at Coors Field tonight. Good to know that, uh, that you were there tonight. Very cool. So Jaime blames Tatis. I mean, we can blame Tatis, but fact of the matter is, you know, the train doesn't stop. You know, he's going to miss 100 games this year, whatever it is, and they got to find a way to overcome that. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of blame to go around for Fernando Tatis Jr. based on his decision in the offseason. Renee, have a good one. Um, yeah, Josh Stein's been here for forever. Yep, high payroll. Offense has been anemic. Myers, we talked about this earlier, two for four here today, working his way back, hopefully back sooner rather than later. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do this, Gus. I think we'll have Jim tomorrow, by the way, because I got to pick up my mom from the airport here in San Diego. She's flying in. So hopefully Jim isn't on another date tomorrow, and hopefully Jim will be here with you tomorrow night. And then there's the curse. Yeah, do we blame the curse? I don't think it's as simple as that. I really don't. Yes, I agree. Very soft. Um, all right, guys, thanks for hanging out tonight. Um, as always, please subscribe. That's all we ask. If you're a Padres fan, to subscribe to this channel. You can hit that notification bell. You'll be notified when we have new videos or we go live. Smash the like button for us and follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Uh, thank you guys again. Thank you for your support of our sponsors. Again, if you have any needs, please go to Mark Nimitz. Please go to Farmers Insurance, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Again, ORA.organic as well. And our buddy Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance as well. We have the wrong background up here. My apologies. Um, but Mark, Mark Nimitz, again, if you have auto, home, runners, or life insurance needs, please go with Mark. There's a link down below. He can save you $750 on your insurance. ORA.organic. 30% off your very first order. Click that Take the Quiz button down below. There's a link for Aura as well. And then Omar Sanchez, again, at Edge Home Finance. Scan that QR code. He can help you with your mortgage needs. He can get you into your dream home. He can help you if you're refinancing. If you have any mortgage needs, any housing or home questions, please go with Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Eddie. I mean, I'm beginning, though. I'm beginning to change my tune on that. But that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, yes, good night, Starfighter. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you. Thank you. Um, go Pods, like our buddy Fat Sal likes to say. Maybe Coach will be the next GM. Maybe. Rich, they could use one. They could use one. Get that split at the very least. Get that split. Thanks, guys. We'll be back tomorrow night. Appreciate it. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow at 3 p.m. Have a good one. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.